This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down. Jason Witt is in the end zone. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Ryan Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Taylor Stern. Hello and welcome to <laughs> Talkin' Tuesday here at the Star in Frisco. Of course, we are in a different setting here today, but not to fret. We still have most of the same people, except for Brian Broaddus decided to go and watch Tiger Woods. I get it. He's much cooler than us. But Dave Hellman joining us today. And uh, if you guys are watching on your connected TV apps, you see that we are looking very intense and focused here in the studio. How come? They're redoing our uh, cameras so they can see you better. See you better? Change of venue. You have so much presence in this camera. You look like you're 6'8", 260. You guys have to Nick? tune in and see this. But it's my Shaquille look. <laughs> I, guess, I guess this is nothing new for you guys because you were out there at the Star Grand Opening last week. That's right. Yeah. We, this is the traveling road show, talking yeah. cowboys, by the way. This is our like our training camp set right here. It's a good yeah, look. Yeah, it's a good look. It's a good look. So, so Dave... Uh, Kind of moment of truth for you to have your first words here. Yeah, not not too happy about it, Taylor. Uh, I really need to stay away from Twitter when I'm not all the way awake in the morning. But, uh, yeah, happy to be here for Brian. He's off in Augusta trying to get that green jacket from Tiger. Uh, so I said I'd talk in a Brian Broaddus voice for the whole show. I'm not not doing that. No way. Uh, been doing this way too many years for that. But but I'll give I'll give it a go. Mark's thanks very much, the though. They, th thanks much. Thanks much. You think he's bringing us back to pimento cheese sandwiches? Well, I'll punish about 15 of those, Mick, but no, I can't. No, I'm not bringing Especially them since they're supposed to keep them at the same price they originally were uh, back then. That's right. have about 35, yeah. 35, yeah. So, we're guys, we're just holding it down. Thank you, Brian, for being here in spirit. Uh, yes, you need to take Mickey's advice. He stays away from Twitter. He what, does. What fun is that, Mick? Twitter's he says he that. does, and then he fights with people. And, yeah. No, I haven't yeah. fought with anybody in over a month. Well, Mickey, if you got That's pretty on, good, isn't it? It's, that's all right. Pretty good self-control. For, for you, yeah. yeah. It was the beard. It was the beard that was holding him. <laughs> but, Mick, if you have been on Twitter recently, then you've seen that thanks to social media, we have some of the 30-day visits kind of leaking out. Thanks for to us. social media? How else would you have found out about it? Just walk down the hallway and look. Well, that's your access, not everyone else's. Oh, okay. Yes, you are privileged in that way. Okay, so who's here today? So today, I don't know exact names. I don't want to get in trouble here. <laughs> well, there's what? There's, Are you teasing us? There's I'm 30 teasing of them. you. There's, there's 30. 30 of them. Yeah. And usually they hold a couple spots open. I, I don't know if they've got 30 right off the bat. Usually they, you know, if they need to bring in somebody else, they kind of they give no, us, yeah, they give no. themselves some wiggle room. They haven't filled yeah. out the whole list. Yeah. Um, there's. There's at least a handful of spots. Like you said, I mean, guys schedule. I mean, these guys are going on visits all over the country. Right. So you kind of got to leave things open to work with. Um, and plus, you've still got three weeks to the draft. I think you can visit with guys right up until the week before. So they got, I mean, a lot of guys coming through in the next few days, but you've got several weeks after that to bring in anybody else you want to talk to. Mm -hmm. I and believe this is the first day. I don't think they had anybody in yesterday. They came in, I think, day. last night. Yeah. So today's the first day to do visits. Uh, and again, it's not a workout. People sometimes get it confused. Uh, it's just visiting. Uh, they might put the guy on the board, let them diagram something. Uh, but it's more to get to know the guys and see them on your turf instead of the players' turf. So, and they and and you know they'll they'll do some interviews and 
um, see how guys handle themselves. Yes, and you've, you've been here for a long time to see different guys that they've brought in, haven't drafted after all, or vice versa. Maybe they didn't like them that much. They come in here on the 30-day visits. They were thoroughly impressed. Can you name some names in past drafts that have come in and had a good 30 visit that you know of? I know Zeke had a good visit here. Dak was the last visit, wasn't he, for two years ago? Yeah. And, and you know, just because they bring guys in to visit doesn't mean that they're drafting those guys. Yeah. Uh, it's just kind of the get-to-know, and it doesn't mean they're all first-round picks either. They're bringing in some guys that are seventh-round picks. They're bringing some guys that will probably be priority free agents after the draft. So I ask you a question, though, man? Oh, here we go. Can I ask you a question, though? Fire away. You feel comfortable drafting a guy that you don't bring in on one of these Yes, visits? absolutely. Answer the well, question, why, why because is, I probably know enough about the guy that I don't have to use one of my 30 visits. How do you know enough about him if because you don't Because I've been to the building. combine, I've been to his pro day, my scouts have scouted him all season long. Ah, uh, see, I'm just testing him right there. Good answer. <laughs> just having good, fun. Just trying, just, just, trying you know. good radio. And you know, there was one guy that they brought in it must have been 2008 the linebacker Williams Jason Williams Jason Williams combine Western Western Illinois right yeah didn't work out and well. uh, he was their top pick he was third in, round he was impressive he was like the only guy that showed up at the ranch in a coat and tie like this is my job interview wow. which I like going, okay this kid's I like got that it. this kid's got it right yeah and they traded they didn't have a first-round pick. They traded out of the second and took him at the top of the third. He was awful. <laughs> he couldn't play. He, he looked he the part. Was, yeah, he was a workout type no. guy. Don't judge a book by its he cover. Was a work, yeah. That happened here in the last couple of years. Like, yeah, I mean, to your point, like 75, 85% of these guys are wearing, like, Nike sweats or, like, right. you know, T-shirt. Hats on backwards. Somebody within the last two or Randy three years Moss. came in in, like, a three-piece suit. And I was like, okay, Ron, guy. Ron Leary did that a few years ago. And I think that, to me, was a guy, he knew he had a knee issue. And he was like, I'm going to do everything I can to impress this team. And he did. And he wound up getting a starting job. But, yeah. But, yeah, that's a good lesson. Maybe not start your draft in the third round. You know, well that, that helps. That didn't that that draft didn't go. And so don't well. take a guy that was a kind of a hybrid linebacker and think he was going to be this pass rushing dynamo who yeah. played on the line of scrimmage uh, and rushed the quarterback. That's all he did. In the Will McClay era, I can't imagine the first pick of a Cowboys draft coming out of Western Illinois. I don't care what round it is. I think the head coach was enamored with him. It happens. Yeah, it does happen. And it, coaches do get enamored. Pet with cats. Him, right? It yeah. does happen. Bob Petiti. There you go. Petiti. So you were at owner's meeting last week up until Thursday, and you were at the pro day, and I'm sure you nope. guys kind of talked about that on your respective podcasts last week. But these pro days do matter. Like Mickey said, hey, if you don't bring them in for a 30 visit, you have other opportunities to see them. But a lot of people are discussing the fact that Garrett went out to Alabama's, and with all the different names going around there, they keep looking at that being the main guy. And then sub you know sub tweets or whatever are saying that Deron Payne is one of the 30 visits I like where your head's at she's not not bad Tay not bad scouting no. them and, up hey that's what this time of year is all about and yeah the pro days matter absolutely and and that's where we were last week you know you want to get a handle on these players and that's what these coaches and these scouts want to do too this is really happening you know I, I, I don't know how long <laughs> I can keep going. I mean they've got like what did I read like 18 draftable players 
yeah, the head coach is going to go I, there. You know, no, but, Dave okay. just spoke about this on the roundtable. Yeah. You're, you're reading into this. It, I'm not because, number not. one, they have never drafted a, a Bama guy in the Garrett era. Now, that's as much as they produce at the NFL level, that's going to change at some point. How but many times in the Garrett era have they sent the whole house to a school? He has stopped by Alabama before. I think it might have been 2012 on, the, on the way home from the owners' meetings. When you've got, like, this many guys, you might as well go take a look. And he's buddies with Saban. That's not a thing that happens often. No, that, no, that, that was the primary uh, denominator in going there. He's buddies with Saban, and he gets time with Saban by himself and he can pick his brain, and that's probably more valuable than watching these guys do their work. I know you're connecting the dots because of Ohio State a couple years ago, and it is similar in that, look, there's a ton of guys that are going to get drafted out of this school. But I wouldn't just... Eh, I wouldn't and Joey Bosa was at Ohio State, too. Bosa, Zeke, they had some guys right in their range, yeah. You, you, I mean, you would be making a mistake if three weeks out from the draft you're trying to draw a circle around any one player. That's yeah. not how this works, but... Not only, I mean, not only are they looking at these guys, not only are they working them out, not only are some of them 30 visits, but you, I mean, if you listen, you can hear very complimentary reports about all, like several of these high profile Bama players. Mm -hmm. That's really, it's not so much, well, Garrett's in Tuscaloosa, that means they're going to draft one of these guys. It's just, it's a combination of a lot of fact. I mean, yeah. it, there's a lot of smoke that this, that this front office likes Calvin Ridley. You hear a lot about um, Rashawn Evans, and you hear a lot about Deron Pam. I mean, that's three guys, all of which that make sense at 19. They all you know, kind of in fit. In that range. They yeah. all kind Does of fit in that Does anybody make sense at 93? Well, they pick at 81. Well, so. whatever it is, I just threw it out. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't have to be a first-round pick. It absolutely pick. doesn't have to be a first-round pick, okay. but that's where you tend to spend, you know, the most amount of your resources. Again, yes, they're bringing in sixth and seventh-round picks you know, on these 30 visits. Most of them are first-round picks. I the vast majority of them. I see a lot of guys' names you recognize. Yeah. I, I love all this speculation and hearing you guys talk about this because we've actually seen this happen so many times. I mean, you know, Mickey, you brought it in. Especially when they bring in all these different guys. Two years ago, they brought in, I think, all of the top quarterbacks. That was, you know, Paxton Lynch, sure. Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, and then Dak Prescott was at the end. Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby, Connor Cook Connor was another Cook, name. Yeah. And all of these different guys that they brought in, of course, when the draft actually gets here, things change. Right. It's it's rapid speed. It's, okay, yeah, Paxton Lynch, Broncos, we got to move on. Well, and that's that's what it's all about. It's all, I mean, it's it's like, you know, it's like a shotgun, for lack of a better analogy. You're trying to hit as many things as possible. You want to have as good of a an idea, as wide of a net as you possibly can. That's why, you know, they're not zeroing in on Calvin Ridley, but there's four guys at Alabama that fit into that category, and that's why you go look at them. And that's why they go through scenarios leading up to the draft. If this guy's gone, where would we go? Yeah. And, they just, and they just kind of role play, basically. They have their own mock draft. Yeah. yeah. And even though the 30-day visits have started now, it does not mean that they're done with free agency either. Because as we're seeing, there's still different talks about different guys visiting. I think Coney Ely was one guy pointed out yesterday the heck defensive end. Heck of a segue. Heck of a segue. Hey, till you know, today. Yep. Till, what'd you say, Personnel Mick? acquirement is 365 days. Yes. yes. Always, always. So how does that play into it as well? Well, I think it would eliminate 
it wouldn't eliminate pass rusher as a need, but it covers themselves further. If, if, you know, if you can sign him. If you can sign him, and, and reportedly the Jets are interested in bringing him back. This is a guy that the Cowboys have liked for a while. I mean, going back to maybe 2014. Coney Ely was a 30 visit in his day. Yes, and uh, I believe the Cowboys put in a claim for him last summer. They did. And they the did. Jets got him uh, off waivers from the Patriots. So it's he a was... guy who can fill a role as a rotational pass rusher guy and so maybe it's not as much of a need although I wouldn't you know if you find a guy that can get to the quarterback in this draft you take him I think he was the dude he was the dude at Missouri that should have gotten all the attention at defensive end but it all went to Michael Sam and Coney Ely was the best defensive end they had he was the best run stopper pass rusher I think the big problem for him he 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 wore the uncomfortable number of 47 as a defensive end. That's a bad look. And it made him look short, mm. wide, and slow. 47. It's like, See, come numbers on, matter. give the kid 93 or something, you know. Uh, but he was the best, the best one. He had uh, an outstanding Cotton Bowl performance against Oklahoma State, had a couple sacks. And uh, I had to go back and remind myself, because I thought I remembered this, in the Super Bowl with Carolina against Denver. Um, check this out. He only had 23 snaps in the game. He had four tackles, two of them for losses, three sacks, two quarterback hits, an interception, a pass defensed, a forced fumble, and a fumble recovery. So one of his sacks was the triple crown. And I was reading the story and said, had Carolina won, there was a chance he might have been the most valuable player in the game. He tied the NFL record for most sacks in a Super Bowl. Uh, Darnell Dockett and somebody named Reggie White were the other two, only oh, other two guys decent. that had three sacks in a Super Bowl. So he's got 15 for his career in four seasons, but that's not counting a pretty good Super Bowl effort. Right. And, and you know, I was reading also that Belichick kind of said, you know, I don't know if he was a good fit here, and I don't know if I used him in the right fit. I think the talk up there was they because they traded they traded a second round pick for yeah, him. and they wanted you know they want their guys to be able to do everything even right. drop and and cover because they're kind of that hybrid four three three four maybe yeah maybe he just wasn't a fit for them. He but. would he would be a classic Cowboys free agent pickup across a variety of fronts. He's a former highly touted draft guy who had saw his draft slip, uh, stock slip. Jonathan Cooper comes to mind. Uh, a few other guys they brought in, and then he would be cheap and not hard to get rid of if he doesn't live up to what they want from him. Yeah, because yeah. he's probably just looking for. Absolutely. Hey, can I, mean, I get a one-year deal? Absolutely. Prove it. But you know, at, at at you know if if he lives up to what they want, he's a guy that's perfectly capable of getting a handful of sacks. And you know, Hearns fits that bill too, even though he was undrafted. He's a guy that isn't costing them much. Yeah. And two years ago, he was a thousand-yard receiver. That's what they're looking for. They're looking for cost-friendly deals. I low, sell high. Well, he um, he he was pretty darn good. Uh, in college, I, I watched him play a lot, and you know he he got some starts in Carolina. I'm not sure exactly what happened. He can also he's one of those guys that you know he's like 275, so on third down he can move inside. Also, Missouri used him inside uh, sometimes because they had Shane Ray and Michael Sam on the edge. See, it pays to have a Missouri grad yeah. on your show. He's, he's got the player exactly he, right. He's you've got the player, Mick. To scout him up. Do you like the player? I like the player. I, I think so. I like his effort. He likes the player. All right, well, let's take our first break from inside the Academy Sports and Outdoors studio. We'll be right back after these breaks. Resource for learning about important financial matters. 
You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Ice cold Dr. Pepper and the Dallas Cowboys go way back. They belong together, like Texas in football, silver and blue, shotgun formations and Hail Marys. Having a Cowboys football party without Dr. Pepper is like having Thanksgiving without the Cowboys. Basically, we wouldn't recommend it. So next time you have a tailgate, home gate, or whatever else kind of gate, grab some ice-cold Dr. Pepper for you and your friends to enjoy. It's a Dallas Cowboys tradition. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. This is Talking Cowboys. Since we're talking draft, picking number one is the draft in the draft is a good thing, but picking your wedgies is a bad thing. So never pick again, Dave. Reach for Tommy John instead. It's that innovative men's underwear that has a no-wedgie guarantee. Don't forget forget the socks, Rob. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 20% off your first order, including socks. That's TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. I I know that Brian is such a good teammate and that he's probably listening to our podcast or will be He can't. They won't let him have a phone at Augusta. Later. 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 Check it. Later. So in the sense that... He is probably going to come back with some actual details of how his Tommy John shirt held up in Augusta, Georgia. Yeah, it's kind of humid out there. So yeah, we'll see. he's going to have some facts for us. It's like, it's like <laughs> big sweaty fat Tony guy. Romo Nobody wedding, wants to huh? see that. There you go. The only thing that check makes me your, mad check your phone at the door. <laughs> is that uh, Brian and I had a wonderful idea of dry fit button down shirts. That idea was stolen from us by Mizzen and Maine. Today, it was seen that Phil Mickelson is wearing Mizzen and Maine shirts. He stole scout fits? No. No, 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 no. no. We just never told anyone. Mizzen and Maine was a thing way before scout fits. Mm. Yes, but it would have been a great idea. It would have been. Everyone would have loved it. All right, guys. Well, I did a little bit of a first-round draft research for you guys, and I want to ask you something. For the past five years, the number 19 pick in the first round has been an offensive lineman. Of course, last year it was O.J. Howard, the tight end, but the past four years before that, it was Ryan Kelly, the center, Cameron Irving, the center, and then Juwan James, I hope I pronounced that right, uh, offensive tackle. And then, of course, Justin Pugh went to the Giants mm-hmm. at 19. So Nice stat. Yes, the only reason I looked that, into that was because everyone keeps saying that, oh, they're going to go after this wide receiver. That's a good spot for him. But if they do stay at 19 because there's speculation of trading and moving around there, does it just seem natural that it would be an offensive lineman again? I had Will Hernandez already and mocked up 
for my 19 selection last week in our two-cent mock, and then I changed it when they went out and signed two offensive linemen. So, so I, you think that made the big difference? I, I wouldn't discount them drafting a guy that played guard or you know tackle guard who has some flexibility at some point in the draft, but I think, Tay, they've, they've pretty well covered themselves with Marcus Martin and Cameron Fleming and with Lyle Collins' position flex. I just don't see that as something they've got to do now at 19. Beforehand, I would have said, yeah, if he's your best value, go get Hernandez but I, I think you could go elsewhere now. This is the all-encompassing argument of what the Cowboys are supposed to do with their pick. Um, that's, a, that's a great stat, Tay. It is. Honest, I mean, <clears throat> you're, you're not going to get Quentin Nelson, who's universally seen as you know, certainly the best guard, arguably the best offensive lineman in the draft, but every other offensive lineman is on the table. So you're going to get – you could probably get the number one tackle. You could get Mike McGlinchey out of Notre Dame, maybe Connor Williams out of Texas. Hernandez is one. Isaiah Wynn is one. James Daniels out of Iowa is one. Uh, that guy's going to be there for you. And honestly, as much as we talk about Calvin Ridley, the first wide receiver in the draft hasn't fallen that far in a long time. The closest it's come is Corey Coleman in 2016, I think. And he is ready-made to step in and play for somebody. Exactly. Like Who's that? Ridley. The, the thought of Calvin Ridley Well, actually, then he should be a top ten. Yeah, well, that's what I'm no, saying. He, he may go I mean, higher. I, it would not surprise me <laughs> if he goes much higher than we continue to talk about. I mean, I certainly think he's in the mix at 19, but – if he's gone by 13, I wouldn't be shocked, which is, you know, again, it goes back to debate. The two positions that seem like they make the most sense for being there are offensive line and linebacker. Right. You could draft a guard that's going to play 100% of your snaps. You could play a linebacker who's going to be a part of a platoon with Jalen Smith and Sean Lee and certainly be a valuable member of your defense, but probably not a day one 100% snap starter. So what do you value more? And to your point, to play devil's advocate about what I just said, they, they signed those two guys on the O-line to one-year deals. So, you know, you're not necessarily tied to these guys long-term, but I just look at it and say Cameron Fleming could step in and be your right tackle. Lyle Collins could move to guard, vice versa. Marcus Martin could be your left guard. I mean, they just, they've got some options now where they don't feel like they've got to step in and, and draft a guard I, and play him right away. I see the wheels spinning in Mickey's eyes. Can you not find – a quality offensive lineman in the second and third round. So I'm not sitting there going, I used five first-round picks on my offensive line. You could five. You could no, four. absolutely. Okay. Collins wasn't. Okay. He was. He he didn't. He cost like one. He's getting paid like one. Well, now he is. I yeah. completely hear what you're saying, but what's the alternative? Well, if if I'm taking an offensive line in the first round, then I'm trading down. I I don't want the guy before 25. If I get to 25 to 32, I can see doing a Travis Frederick thing. Well, it's worked for them, though. But I mean, it's got, not like they've missed. Like they don't need anything else. That's not well. That's not the question. Well, that's what I is just that said. I agree. Line going to be that much better than another position. What is the alternative? What would you prefer? If there's another, if there's a linebacker, uh, if there's uh, the wide receiver, uh, what about a tight end? Somehow tight end has disappeared. O.J. Howard, that's a great position, Mick, because of the fact O.J. Howard had six touchdowns. How many more years is Jason Your number one wide receiver at six Uh, touchdowns. Me, personally, I think it's a waste of a first-round pick because I'm just – I don't we just, know. We just mailbagged this. this I'm not. Morning. I'm not betting against Jason Witten. I'm just. Yeah, I wouldn't either. Yeah. And I, I yeah, wouldn't yeah, go. Yeah. I wouldn't go second round. I don't round think Mickey early. is either. But, but he's saying, saying have security. I'm saying. But. I'm saying at some point. He's not going to play 17 or 18 years. At some point, but at this Anthony point, Fasano, Martellus Bennett, so how many times that do we have to mean, go down the list? That doesn't mean that you quit taking it. So that's like telling Cleveland, quit trying to t- draft a quarterback because you can't do it. At some point, you got to get it right. 
at some point, I, at some point, Jason Witten's not going to play 100% of the snaps, but he does right now, and I just don't feel like having that guy sit on the bench. That I want my 19th overall pick to occasionally come in in 12 and 13. What if he takes over for Witten? That isn't going to happen. Hey, uh, this, this year? Yeah. Have no. you seen a tight end in the draft that you like, Mick? That you're I, thinking there's about? a bunch out there, there that I say I would just go up the road three hours and okay. see one. Okay. What about the guys they have? I I like Jeff. They're Swain, all going to be gone. Blake Jarwin, Rico Gathers. What Hannah, they, Hannah's on his last year. I Swain's just, in his last year. I don't know about Rico. We don't know, but they they've invested wanna, some I, development time in him. I agree you know? with everything you just said, but nobody's <laughs> nobody's taking over for Jason Witten while he's still on the team. That's I didn't say take happening. over, but you can share snaps. I I'll believe that when I see if it. if you need a tight end to get down the field, I will believe somebody's Jason Witten's going to share snaps with somebody when I see it. Happen. I I'm with Dave. So Mick, you're saying at night if they stay at 19, you'd be more comfortable with them drafting a tight end over a guard or an offensive tackle yeah 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 I understand I can't that. I can't use all my resources in one spot do you realize this team won three Super Bowls three Super Bowls with an offensive line and the highest draft pick was a second rounder yeah and that was until 94 they won the first two with just guys yeah but that okay. was pretty badass yeah, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. So, do you have to have a first-round pick at every position oh. on the offensive line? Well, they you have to, but you want your line to be badasses as many. As but as you many get, you're not going to be able to afford them all. Look, I yeah. just, I just said, I just said though, they've they've devoted some free agent money to fix it that way, and I'd be surprised if they if they drafted a guard in the first round. But I will say this: we keep talking on the show for weeks now. The offensive line was not what it's been. Yeah. And this team is built around the running game and protecting Dak and having a badass offensive line. And they need to make sure that that stays the same next year. They don't year. need a badass offensive lineman. They need Love somebody credible enough back up Tyron Smith so one guy who can't play in that game doesn't screw up the whole offense. I just look at it like this, y'all. And I'm not – I would prefer not to draft a guard either. But you're picking 19. You don't have your pick of the litter. I just laid it out for you. I, honestly, at the end of the day, I'd be surprised if Calvin Ridley's there. You're ba- I think you're probably choosing between a guard, a linebacker. Uh, it would be great if an edge rusher was there for you. Maybe a defensive tackle, but like it's not going to be this plethora of amazing options, like guaranteed 100% starters. So, linebacker who's going to play 40% of the snaps, edge rusher or defensive tackle who's going to rotate, or a guard who's going to play all 1,200 snaps of the season. I mean, I can at least see the logic. Can I find that guy in the second round? Maybe, but what if he's the best guy available for you at 19? Yeah. Trade? Are you trading and I'm down? I'm trading down, and I'll take mm. them. Then. I don't like trading down. Trading down is easy to say; it's harder to do. Yeah, yes. I understand that. See, right. the thing I like about this discussion is because you know everyone knows what the Cowboys have done with their offensive line, going after so many first rounders. But there are other teams in this National Football League who are doing the opposite. I mean, I think the Panthers are one a couple of years ago. They kept drafting just defensive linemen, defensive linemen, defensive linemen, going after high draft picks and it it helped it got them to the Super Bowl now of course Mickey was right then you have to start paying these guys and you have to start keeping them around and that's where you can kind of hurt yourself so I think maybe they've realized that with the offensive line going after these free agents yeah I mean there's Mickey is right there's only so many resources you can devote I mean you know they just paid what Demarcus Lawrence 17 million dollars the Lyle Collins got an extension last year 
So, yeah, I mean, Jonathan Cooper was a low-cost guy to try to fill in, but you got to still find a solid guy. Yeah. You know, and so hopefully Marcus Martin or Cameron Fleming can be that guy. I, we can debate about Lyle Collins moving back inside. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. They said they're going to let it play out. Uh, but Cameron Fleming looks like a guy who can slide in at that right tackle spot too. I don't know. We'll, we'll okay. see, but I think they've, they've found a way to maybe find production without spending too much, and that's what you want, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they've had a history of finding offensive linemen in the second round that were able to start at guard and then move the tackle. Who? Larry Allen? The best one ever. Flozell Adams. Flozell. Larry yeah. Allen. Yeah. Uh, Solomon Page. Now, Larry came in as a guard, but they had to move him to tackle because of injury, and then he moved back inside. I just think you can find that guy in the second or third round. Uh, and if there's somebody better there, then, yeah, let me, let me have it. Let me, it there's got to be somebody at 19. I will, I will say they've tried drafting in the third round lineman. They got David Arkin. That didn't work out so good. They got good. Chaz Green. Chaz Green. I mean, you know, you Which, got better way, odds when you draft in the first here, round. They haven't given up on him. He is still here. Now, I'm glad that we brought up the free agency tracker and talking about Coney Ely and all those guys, but there are only two guys left that are free agents for the Cowboys and nothing has really happened with them, and that's Byron Bell and Alfred Morris. Of course, Byron Bell, I think, you know, like you were talking about, that's that's moving on. They found his replacement. They found his replacement, but Alfred Morris is one that I think could still kind of be up in the air. What do you guys think? I think the Cowboys' third running back is going to hear his name called next month. Or not, wow, not next month. We're three weeks away, Three Dave. weeks, three good weeks. God, yeah. <laughs> Life hits you fast. Saturday afternoon. It is April. Saturday afternoon, yeah. somewhere between 1 and 3 o'clock, the Dallas Cowboys select, take your pick. You just need to get younger there, younger and faster. And that's, I think that's the goal. There's a And Rod Smith figures in, though. Well, probably, well he's, he's here. Probably, yeah. he's here. He, he's probably your backup. Right. Young young man at a North Carolina State certainly seems yes. to be drawing a lot of interest. Uh, Naheem Hines, so that's a name to keep an eye on. But I mean, this is a loaded, loaded running back class. So I mean, they should have their pick. And I, I don't know why you would bring Alfred Morris back at this point. I feel bad for him because he could have been the guy if they had opted to say draft Jalen Ramsey. Like who knows how his career in Dallas would have panned out? But obviously they went the other way. And I said it a million times last year. He's just kind of a redundant running back when you consider you have Ezekiel Elliott. You're throwing out Hines as a guy, a younger guy, more versatile, just as an example, kind of your Lance Dunbar type guy yeah, who could absolutely. be a little bit of a change of pace guy maybe. You know, the, the, the unfortunate thing with Alfred Morris is he's one of those guys where you have him, yeah. but then you're always looking for something better. Right. You're never quite satisfied. You know, it's like that quarterback that, yeah, I could start him, but – Every year I'm looking to replace him. And I think, unfortunately for Alfred Morris, that's who he is. Which, I think you're absolutely right, but I would have thought Alfred could get a job before Bryce Butler, who you saw Bryce sign with the Cardinals Two-year deal. But you don't know what Bryce signed for yet. No, I don't, but he... He got another job. He's got his name on a contract. in Arizona. (laughs) There's some people saying, yeah, Marcus Martin got a job. Alfred's probably going to have to wait until... Hopefully not training camp, but it might somebody be. gets yeah. hurt. It, because no, it, no, it's, because yeah. what you just said is what a lot of teams are probably thinking. We could find a younger option in the draft and then, and then see what happens in August. Couldn't happen to a better guy, though. He's always awesome to everyone here. Oh, he is. He Th- is. Nothing against him whatsoever. He was great it's, to be on this team. It is a, a good team guy. Hard position 
I mean, obviously, like the actual act of playing running back is hard, but it is hard to be a running back in today's NFL. Okay, this might be longer. People don't want you. This might be longer than a five-minute conversation. But before we get to break, a lot of people are very interested in the fact that all of you guys in your mock draft put a quarterback coming to the Cowboys. I think that goes without saying, but any time you draft a quarterback, because the last one was obviously Dak Prescott. What do you think they have to do to get that solid backup here? Well, sometimes the front office makes this stuff really easy for us, you know? Like, sometimes you have to have private conversations and work the phone lines and get whatever nugget you can. And then sometimes Jerry Jones just goes, we want to add another quarterback to the roster and we don't want a veteran. So what does that mean? It means they got to draft a guy or maybe sign a priority free agent. But they've been doing their homework on quarterbacks. I mean, not, not, the, not the Darnolds and the Rosens of the world, but they've been out there looking at these day three guys. Uh, Laletta, the kid from Richmond. Mike White, the kid from Western Kentucky. Um, a handful of other guys. I just, whether it's a, you know, I'd be surprised if it happened before the fifth round of the draft, but fifth, sixth, seventh round or maybe a priority free agent, I absolutely think they're going to go. Like an that. Alex Hornibrook? Where is he in the draft? Wisconsin? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, like that, pick pick a name among the guys in the bottom of the draft. So, Loletta? Yeah. Richmond, yeah. He was the guy at the end of the Senior Bowl that lit yeah. up? Yeah, he did. Senior Bowl, Mick. I see the correlation you're making there. Gears are turning. The gears are turning. He looked awfully good to me. To, no, he, to, he, a, he certainly a did. prospect to work with, but that's what they need, right? They're, yeah. they're not looking for a starter. They're looking for kind of a... The thing and... What about Cooper Rush? Well, you got to... I think he has to be challenged. Yeah. I don't just think you assume he's the backup. Will Showers was a perfect example of that. I apologize. Yeah. No, you're fine. I The thing that it made... And, Cooper Rush is great. He had a phenomenal preseason. I get that. But, like, it's pretty crazy. I mean, Dak's only in his third year. Cooper's now entering his second. And they're just like, yeah, like, we're, we're good in terms of, like, you know, if, Dak, if something happens to Dak, like, yeah, just put Cooper in there. Because, like, yeah, because what did we say last year or two years ago about, hey, it was so good to have Mark Sanchez as a sounding board for right. Dak Prescott, Kellen Moore. They're going young, it looks like. I guess, He's well, available. I guess Kellen Moore still fits that role in terms of being able to coach him. But, yeah. It wouldn't have surprised me if they wanted like a veteran, a Kyle Orton type who can come in and spot start for two or three weeks, but they're just like, eh, we're good. I feel like the QB talk that really heats up closer to training camp because then it's you see that Dak's not going to be participating every day, and you're like, well, whoa, these whoa, receivers do you, don't wait, look good. What do you mean by that? Veteran days and things like that. He ain't he, getting no veteran days. You don't think he qualifies for a veteran no, day at this point? No, absolutely not. Zeke he needs did. all the snaps he oh. can get. <laughs> that army gets Zeke better. did. Zeke is uh, Zeke is a different entity unto himself so yeah ha- has anybody ever like got fired as an assistant coach and then they signed him as your backup quarterback in the middle of the season no but that would be awesome that would be i i could only see I that happening here. Against that. i don't know absolutely well let's take our last break when we come back we will have rob's twitter poll and so much more more brian brought us impressions i know you guys <laughs> want more of it so stay tuned not to that. doing enough Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas based Jack Black, is the number one best selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit getjackblack.comslash cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black, look good, smell good, feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. 
Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit Stetson.com slash cowboy to find a retailer nearest you. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. This is talking cowboys. We might have changed locations, but we haven't changed our favorite pizza. It's still Papa John's. Dave, do you know that? Tell me about it, Mick. Well, you know, the reason why Papa John's tastes so great are the ingredients. You've heard about oh, the pepperoni? The pepperoni and the, the, the fresh vegetables. That's right. Oh, the vegetables are tasted right never now. frozen, never cut. They come to Papa fresh the pepperonis usda approved and when you have ingredients like that you have better pizza and you better order papa john's tell you when we're done doing 18 straight hours of the draft over here in the studio i'm gonna punish a few slices of papa john's myself papa john's pimento cheese sandwiches chips it's all brian's worried about oh. is eating. oh i just want to know when the crawfish boils no he does not oh, eat training, during the draft basically no 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 he does not he doesn't it, take bathroom breaks the bathroom. nope <laughs> the food is actually a distraction brian's and... brian's all about i figured this out he's all about the feats of strength that's what you know if you're familiar with seinfeld you should know what i'm talking yes. about like driving like he, 10 if, hours if he if he bowl. can go 18 hours without taking a bathroom break or drive 10 hours straight through the middle of the night like anything he can do to prove to you how tough he is that that podcast studio becomes nasa for he's gonna do hours. it oh it's yeah serious business yeah all right well serious business is your twitter poll and I enjoyed it yesterday. I voted, so I'm curious to see what these guys have to say. I'm sure Mickey got on voted. I did. No way. I just did. Oh, just oh good. Did. I didn't see your phone. I even looked for it. Oh, good. Okay. Well, this one's pretty easy. I listed four of their, I think, five free agent signings. They've also traded for a fullback, Olawali. But which of these free agents? He didn't count? Well, I didn't mention him, here. mention him here. Which of these four free agent signings will have the most impact. Cameron Fleming, Alan Hearns, Marcus Martin, or Joe Thomas, the linebacker. I already know that Alan Hearns won this poll. Yeah, he did. He did. But I, I think it's – and he won by a pretty good margin, 62%. <laughs> but I do think Cameron Fleming and Marcus Martin, one of those two has a good chance to start for this team. Yeah, no love for Marcus Martin, huh? I know. Like everybody's they only want Zach. Twitter world didn't really like Brian, him. Brian's a big – you're a big fan of Marcus Martin. I'm not going to go as far as – you got the player exactly right. <laughs> right you right, know right. the player. No, I I mean, I'm not going to go as far as to say I'm a big fan, but I would like to think this guy can at least compete for the starting job. I mean, we don't have to get all into it right now, but 
I really hate the idea of moving Lyle out of his position. So I hope, for his sake, Marcus Martin can put up a fight. Which And maybe not at 19, Mick, but I would love it if these guys draft a guard in the first three rounds to keep me from having to play musical chairs with my offensive I am line. absolutely with you on that. Holy cow, That's why I was not expecting that. I think the Mickey, guy... Mickey, we're just going to agree here? Like, the guy that bad needs radio. to have the biggest impact. I don't know if he will, but the guy that needs to have the biggest impact is Cameron Fleming. So that's who you voted for? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because Maybe it's a bad not poll. necessarily. No, it was a great poll. We not just necessarily fade. at starting right tackle, but if he ends up being the backup tackle, swing tackle, then he better be able to play. Can't go through again what they did last year in the final eight games of the season. Just can't do it. Hearns is the easy choice on this poll, but if Des Bryant is back, and the Joneses refuse to have any intimations to say he won't be back, although they need to talk to him about his contract, apparently, then there's only so many passes that are going to go around on, the, on this offense. And, and they like Hearns, but if Dez is back, I don't see him putting up huge numbers. Now, you're talking about one of these two offensive linemen being a starter for you. Potentially. Well, what makes you sure he makes you think he would put up? He had 39 catches last year. He was hurt, too. He was hurt. Okay. Yeah. Well, Dez was hurt, too. Dez didn't miss any games. Yeah. Yeah. But he played through some stuff. I mean, difference between playing through some stuff and missing half the season. Well, he only missed five games. I think he missed six. Six? Maybe it was it was five <laughs> or six. He played. He oh, missed. Yeah, he missed six. Some he played ten. He's missed he eleven. Agrees games. with you on one and point, then argues you with you gotta, on the next. Got to take what you can get. I think Hearns was just the biggest name that yeah. was in free agency, and Absolutely. anyone who just sees that is uh, like, yeah, Alan Hearns. I don't think it's a bad answer though. I mean, like he's he's got to start, right? I, I actually, I mean. I'd be curious for y'all's thoughts on this. I'm actually writing about it right now. Beautiful. We'll help you out. I'm I'm baffled. All right. Let's assume Dez is on the team, which maybe not this it's not a 100% safe assumption in my opinion, but let's just assume he is. Dez, what wh- where are you playing these guys? Is basically what I want to know. We fair. Hearns can play in the slot. You could play Dez and Terrence on the outside with Hearns in the slot. You could play Dez and Hearns on the outside with Beasley in the slot, What's but What's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong with it, but what I'm trying to say is as the wide receiver core is currently constructed, a guy that you're paying a decent amount of money to is not getting on the field. But you're not paying him that much money. You're paying him $6 million this year, right? No. His cap charge is like $4.3 million. I consider that to be a lot of money. Well, Stephen Jones said at the combine right, he did anything say, over veteran minimum. All right, well, if we're going to so. do that, then if Dez is on the team, you're paying him twelve and a half million. He's on, right? That's that's my Terrence Williams' guaranteed contract is four is three and a half plus his his cap hit four. Hit. Beasley's cap hit is three and a quarter. Okay. That's a guy. So let's not look at costing the money. you. That's that's what it's all about. But it's thirty, it's 30 million. Well, then you're going to play five wide. That's that's. <laughs> but you want a tight end. You're sitting somebody who's making a lot of money. Who's it going to be? Who are you going to pay to not play? That's my point. Bryce Butler didn't hardly get paid, and he started taking snaps away from Terrence Williams. So why can't Hearns take snaps away from Terrence Williams? It'll just be his production. It'll just be his production. He might just might have more touchdowns than Terrence Williams had last year. It wouldn't be hard. Um, Is that a shot? Everyone did. But can he play Terrence's spot, or is he more of an X? I think he's an outside guy. If I paid him that much money, why he better be able to play all three. I just and, – and at the end of the day, it comes down to who can produce. But the salary cap is everything in the modern NFL. You want to use it as efficiently as possible. And the way it's set up right now, somebody that you're paying a fairly sizable salary to is just not going to be able to get on the field but that much. Si- sizable 
4.3 million. Sure, that's, that's not that's sizable. <laughs> that's just sizable what you have to. Uh, seems sizable. It's not the and, minimum. And you, need to get off, I mean, you need to get off what was 6 million because a lot of that has to do with bonus money on the 46-man roster. What was your number four receiver making last year? He was making about eight. My number what? Your number four receiver. He was making eight hundred thousand dollars. He was making basically vet minimum. Okay. Your number four receiver how right that now receive, is about to make how four that, million dollars. And how did that receiving core do last year? They weren't very. You good. You got what you paid for. Yeah. Okay. You could argue Bryce actually outperformed, or not outperformed, but Bryce. Bryce was not the problem with the production there. It was your first three guys who were making all this money who weren't producing. You're not looking to Bryce to catch 40 to 60 passes. Okay. And so your top three guys and then your next two didn't get paid much and they didn't yeah. give you much I, either. I don't care about Ryan Switzer and Noah Brown. They're on day three yeah. rookie contracts. All right. So we didn't, Bryce we didn't Butler, even mention Ryan Switzer. So, yeah. Bri- so Butler was number four. Right. Okay. And we're talking about receivers, that's, too, in the but draft. But that's my like, point. At some point, De- yeah. Deontay Thompson is making about what you would want to pay your number four receiver. And he's like the number six receiver on this team. That's my point. It's all out of he whack. Maybe number five. You're, it's all out of whack is the only point I'm trying to make. I just think you, you bring guys in and you let them compete. You do. You can't no. sit there no. and look You're at right. the no, that- money and say, this was the price of doing business, right? To get... That wide Godfather receiver, too. that's what you have to pay. <laughs> this is very true because look at it. The past couple of years, you've seen that these receivers, how many, they had six or seven receivers going into training camp last year. Somebody gets and hurt. There's always somebody that gets hurt. I hate to say this. I never wish injuries on One's anyone. One's already hurt. It's just, true. It, it's injuries. It's a very hard position to not sustain injuries at. And then you have guys, like Mickey said, who just suddenly outperform somebody else and you're like where did lucky whitehead come from i just thought that guy had well, look, red tips at the end and, of his and, and and to to go on with what taylor just said if they don't sign like alan hearns all right and just go into this what they had des gets hurt misses five games who's taking his spot alan hearns no, I'm saying oh. no Ellen Hearns. Preferably a rookie. You had to have some. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it, it would have been. count on that rookie. It would have been Bryce. 50 catches. It would have been Bryce if he was re-signed. And, and are you comfortable with that? Well, they did it the last two years. But he, but you had to, you weren't going to re-sign him. He wasn't coming back. Yeah. My only point is. So you have to have somebody else that can play on the outside, right? Terrence Williams is a number two receiver. He's not going to be a number one receiver. If they draft a wide receiver, which I think there's a very good chance that they will, something's going to have to give. That's the point I'm trying to make. Well, yeah, and you know, let, and worry about that after you get your talent. Yeah, Don't sit there and go, I can't do this because I've hey, got that. Look, we're doing the same thing that they did two years ago. I hate to keep, keep bringing this up, but with running backs. They signed Alfred Morris. He was a bigger free agent signing. Great point, They Faye. had just gone after Darren McFadden the year before. And, you know, as Mickey's saying, you kind of collected all these guys. Okay, we have – Everyone was saying, man, no other team has a plethora of running backs like the Cowboys do. It came in handy this past year. It sure did. And this is the essence of Dak Friendly, right? I mean, they're talking about trying to find guys that can help him out, run the right routes, be in the right spot, make plays. So it is about competition. That's the word I kept hearing last week in Florida from Garrett, from Steven, from Jerry. But to Dave's point, it is a log jam right now. And we're also talking about trying to potentially draft a guy. Let them sort it out. Well, uh, Something we'll have to give it. Let them sort it out. Yeah, yeah. I bet. I, I, I mean, you're talking. You're talking about banking on 
two wide receivers you signed in free agency that their teams didn't want. They signed, Jacksonville had to sign three wide receivers and they did not choose to re-sign Alan Hearns. I don't ever feel like it's choosing, though, Mick. I feel like there are other things that go into it. Yeah. But, like, I, I, like I, pay and different things. Yeah, I mean, like, I always go back. You say that, pay. and then I always go back to Anthony Hitchens. The Cowboys wanted Anthony Marcus, Hitchens. They, mar- yeah. they paid Marquise Lee, and they re-signed two of their <laughs> other wide They receivers. liked Hearns enough to give him an extension, and the extension yeah. was the reason why they Yeah, and they paid it. him too much. And, I mean, the Cowboys are paying Dez too much right now. That's the whole point. Like, but, it's not about whether or not he's a good player. Again, it all goes back to the salary cap and whether you can afford you know, when you, pay guys to produce at the level. When you pay, when you pay that money, you, but we never look at it the other way, right? What do you a guy mean? outperforms his salary, and we don't sit here and bang the drum. Hey, you've got to give that guy a raise. Sure we do. He's got two years left on his contract. Pay him more. No, no one says that. It's always reducing somebody's contract. Sometimes it's the price of doing business in this league. Yeah. Now, if the guy's terrible, it, if he's terrible, it is the then price you of cut him. Business. Dez was not terrible. It is the price of doing business, and that's why good players wind up on the open market, Mick. That's I don't why know Tyron how many Matthew good ones are the there. Open. Every year it happens. Yeah. Every Sue, Sue can play a little year. bit. Sue you know? can play. Yeah. It's, it's a cap thing. Let's see. Well, it's funny because okay. we were just okay. talking about we how, you know, the Super Bowl teams had these offensive linemen that were underpaid necessarily yeah. because of the fact that they were showing up, doing these things. Nate Newton, a great example here. and Yeah, but just, there was no salary cap back then. So then does it come back to Dave's point of the salary cap? No, I'm just saying there was no <laughs> salary cap back then. It's a exactly. It's a different game. Yeah, it's a yeah. different you game. you got to factor all that stuff in. And if you want to use it efficient as efficiently as possible – I wouldn't want to pay $30 million to my receiver group, especially if one or two of them is not going to be playing. And especially if this is a running team. Uh, yeah, great. Running You're team. me out a lot here. Tom. I mean, it just seems like how well, – well, You look, don't this... have a passing game, and I want to see how well your running game goes. No, 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 I think you need to have it. We saw that clearly last year. Yeah. But, you know, back all the way back to Mickey bringing up a tight end at number 19, you bring in a tight end that could help kind of be that half – passing tight end even though it's not as much you know out there as you see it it doesn't hurt I'm I'm because of what Dave just said about all these receivers and yes it's got to sort itself out but I'm okay at this point with rolling with the young tight ends I have and if you find one in the draft fine but when Jason Witten decides to hang it up, then I worry about finding his replacement. It's, because you've yeah. got enough to worry about figuring out this other log jam in the past. What's the other, so what's the figure out? You've got all the pieces at the wide receiver position. You've got too many pieces. Is what okay, I'm so, there's not, so let that figure itself out. I'm just saying drafting a, a tight end high Jason in the draft. Jason Witten goes down. Who's your starting tight end? That's literally never happened. This is going to be the one game. It's going to be the 16th year. I'm 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 just saying. Just knock on wood for that. Just go ahead. And yeah, do that but I'm just saying. Mickey said. <laughs> you want Jeff Swain out there for 40 snaps? I. It's not that I don't think they need a tight end. I just don't trust them to use him. Gavin Escobar wasted away on this roster for four years. How's he doing right now? I have no idea. But Marty they, B had a pretty good career. They liked him enough I mean, to spend a top 50. Marty pick B on didn't him. wasn't very good here though. Probably Anthony Fasano, we can go down the line of second round they picks changed, they've used they on tight changed, ends. They changed what they were looking for in a tight end after they drafted Fasano. Fasano was Bill Parcells. In the, and then when they changed the offense I think, when Gary got here, he didn't fit what they were If Witten went down and that happened, 
quickly, hopefully, knock on wood, it would be before the trade deadline. Of course, you can never figure that out. The Cowboys would do anything they could to go get a big tight end in trades. They did that well, yeah. when Dez went down. That's how Bryce in the, Butler wound Exactly. Up on so that kind of stuff, like Matt Castle, those big needs, I feel like they don't even want to think about it until it happens. And then when it happens, they're going to do crazy things. You should always have the draft. You should always be thinking two or three years in advance with the draft. I will make a very rare exception for the all-time leader in seasons accrued for the Cowboys who hasn't missed a snap since he was a rookie. I just, I'm not going to worry about it until he's gone because otherwise you're using a valuable draft pick on a guy who's never going to play. Who also plays 99.1% of the snaps as he did last. He doesn't come off the field, and I don't see how that's changing this year. I just think you better prepare for the future. Okay. Yeah. Well, if you have the opportunity. Rico, I would feel more comfortable than preparing at quarterback and doing that right now. Prepare for the future at any other position and then yes. wait for 82 to decide to retire and worry about it then. They already worried about the fullback, which I appreciate in this team. Just they did. They being concerned about the fullback. The first thing they did. The, the fullback. Jason Garrett thing ever. Yeah, I, but that's just what's funny is that tight ends, you know, even when people are saying, oh, they're going away, of course, Gronk re-evolutionized, you know, it's mm -hmm. just – hilarious to me but hey Mick I think it's all fair I just would rather them do that at other positions first can't have everything Mick in this well world. you want yeah. everything on the offensive line no I just I just guy in the first I round. said they don't have to do that oh okay I just want you to keep an open mind Mick just my mind is these open. players watch this tape and tell me best <laughs> option keep your options open keep your mind open my mind is open I can but find, not to a guard. I can find that guy in the second round. This sounds like how many a great times have the Cowboys? I mean, other than uh, Zach Martin. Yeah, think Mickey. about it. How far back do you have to go to find another guard drafted in the first round? It happens all the time. Brandon. I said the Cowboys. Oh, why does well, it? Why does that have to do with anything? I thought you history just said can't history, change. History, <laughs> you said you got to look at history. You cannot win an argument with Mickey. You're learning this. He will outshout you. It's he okay. will do it. He will shout you down. Yeah. Well, the thing I just is, asked the question. That's all. The thing is, we just wrote Mickey's column for him. I know you were looking it's, for help, but Mickey's fine. column. It's fine. Why the Cowboys don't need to draft another offensive Here's line. Here's why Spag you're wrong. I already wrote Spagnola, that. Colin. I, I hate the offensive that. line. Yeah, it's already written. So you didn't read last fr Friday. Oh, we, out of town. I was in New Mexico. Ryan, oh, the, we never, the internet doesn't go to New Mexico. <laughs> we never read your columns. I don't make fun of Missouri, but he continues to wow. make fun of New Mexico. That's a good point. You, no, know? you said you were out of town. You couldn't, you didn't get, you couldn't read. You had better stuff to do than Holiday weekend. Columns. Holiday. I was yeah. on a hot air balloon. All right. Well, thanks for everyone joining us. Yes, Brian brought Wait, us here This is too much fun. Are we done? We're, we're almost done, but we were going to leave a little bit for Brian Broaddus' recap of, of today. What Thank do you, you think Tay. about Dave's performance? Really, really appreciate it. You, you got it absolutely right. I mean, you watch this show. I do. You know you know what we talk about here. You know Mickey's a pain in the ass. <laughs> you know, Rob, great poll for today. I thought, I thought we had a lot of fun. I thought we looked into what we can expect from these players from this draft. Investigate, educate. Investigate, yeah. and educate. Draft show will be back Thursday. When, when, when I get back from Augusta, even though I'm here, I don't know, it's kind of a paradox. Brian would never say the word paradox. He's not smart enough. Uh, just, just a lot of fun here. Uh, thank, thanks for having me. Yeah. Okay. Well, I like the, the talk between you and Mickey. No, yeah. Was, and, you know, M Mickey, it's, it's no hard feeling. You know, it's, it's just what we do. You it's know, good radio. It's good radio. Doing radio. Okay, though. <laughs> Doing radio. Watch the tape. Well, thanks, Kent Garris and Dave Ernst, everyone in the studio who made today happen. Even when we had to have a little, little are we going to be back here? We are not. We're probably going to be it? back in our podcast. This is it, Nick. One and done. I, One and done. fine with me, to be um, honest. This was Unless awesome. you sign a petition. All right. Well, Ooh. thanks. <laughs>
<clears throat> All right, though, there then. But okay, now. All right, thanks for watching, though. Bye bye. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about